We are in a season of manifestation 2020. Do I have a witness? Manifestation 2020? Manifestation 2020? Hallelujah. This evening, by the Spirit of God, we'll just be sharing very briefly because of our time. Manifesting as a star through the Word of God. Manifesting as a star. You are a star. No matter what is going on around you right now, the way God has ordained your destiny is that you are a star to emerge somewhere. Hallelujah. You are a star to emerge somewhere. That place where you are going to emerge, the Lord, as you are going to listen to his message this night, he will begin to speak to you. You begin to open your eyes to understanding of many things. You are a star. Put your hand on your chest and say, I am a star. See, like begets like. A duck can only give birth to a duck. A ram or a sheep can only give birth to a, a ram or a sheep. And a lion can only give birth to a lion. Jesus Christ is called the bright and morning star. He's a star. He gave birth to you by the spirit. That's why you are born again. And if peradventure you are not born again tonight here, tonight you are going to be born again. You are going to have an encounter with the Lord. You know, an encounter with God is not something that they can teach you theoretically. Knowing God is not something you can describe. Knowing the Lord is not something you can explain. You can only experience it. Hallelujah. Because God himself cannot be explained. It cannot be described. It can only be experienced. Tonight, somebody will experience God tonight. You are going to experience God in that your situation that looked impossible. When God comes, the Bible said that with the blast of the nursery, he parted the Red Sea without blinking an eye. That situation will be parted by the blast of the nursery of God. Amen. Amen. Manifesting as a star via the word of God. And your star will manifest in Jesus' name. Your star will manifest. Somebody is coming out. You are coming through today, this evening. The Lord is going to speak to you. You are coming out of that situation in the name of Jesus. You are going to emerge as a star in the name of Jesus. So now just let us for a moment speak to the Lord. Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes of understanding. So that I can behold wonders of your word. The wonders of your word. Just Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. The Bible says that. Jesus says, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Maybe you are having unrest in one area of your life. Speak to the Lord. Say, Jesus, this is what you promised. You say, I should come to you. And that you give me rest. Rest in that situation. I don't know what it is. Is it in your finances? Rest. Rest is coming to you. Is it on your job? Rest is coming to you. Is it on your health? Rest is coming to you. Is it concerning your children? Rest is coming to you. Is it concerning your career? Rest is coming to you. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we are gathered at your feet tonight to receive from you. You said in your word that we should come. We have come to drink at your living spring. We have come to eat at your table by your word. Give us understanding. Give us utterance. Give us revelation. And let your spirit flow in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The first point I want to make here is this. that First of all, let me establish this point for you. Jesus Christ left a will for you and I. You know, a good father or a good mother, a good parent, they leave inheritances for their children. Not because they want to spoil them. But it's a testimony of their labor here on earth. Christ left an inheritance for you. It is contained in a will. 
And in law, I'm a lawyer. A will will never become effective until the death of the testator. That means that the person that drafted that will, before you can be a beneficiary of that will, the person that made that will must die. If he does not die, that will is ineffective. So, Jesus, he knew that he was going to leave us with a will. He had to pay the full price for that will to become effective. And he paid it in full by giving his life and he shedding his blood. So, you have an inheritance. I have an inheritance. That inheritance is contained in his book. That is, his will is contained there. Now, all your inheritance and all my inheritance in Christ, they are loaded in the word of God. You have an inheritance to manifest as a star. It may not look too big to you now, but there's something inside you that God himself has deposited. He wants it in the fullness of time to manifest so that your stardom will become known to the whole world. Hallelujah. The inheritance is contained in the will of God for you. That will of God is in the Bible, like we said. Now, the Bible said, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosper. Now, for you to understand the component of this will, look at, let's open our Bibles to Deuteronomy. You know, on Sunday, it was the last two Sundays, I was telling you about Deuteronomy. I said that each time you are asked to open to the book of Deuteronomy, see it in your mind that, the, what did you say? Dethrone your, dethrone your enemy. Deuteronomy means dethrone your enemy. Who are the enemies? We're not talking of witches and wizards. No. Poverty is an enemy. Sickness is an enemy. Confusion is an enemy. In fact, the Bible calls confusion. It's a torment. When you are confused, you are being tormented. When you are confused, it's, it's a torment. It's an oppression. It's an oppression, confusion. The Bible says that God is not, does not give, has not given out the spirit of confusion. Because God is not the author of confusion. Hallelujah. I said Deuteronomy. Let's open to Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29. Deuteronomy, dethrone your enemy. This night, those enemies, one by one, they are going to be dethroned. Hallelujah. One by one, they are going to be dethroned. Deuteronomy 29, 29. It will show you here that until this inheritance, until they are revealed to you, you cannot assess them. Until they are revealed to you, they cannot be delivered to you. You may read about them, you may not understand it. You may even hear about it, it may not make much sense to you. But until it is revealed to you, the secret things belong unto the Lord, our God. But those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever. This night, great things are going to be revealed to you in the name of Jesus. Great things are going to be revealed to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Until it is revealed, it does not belong to you. Until it is revealed, you cannot take delivery of them. You may hear about them, you may read about them, but until they are revealed to you, they do not belong to you. Every truth in the word of God that is revealed to you, it establishes your portion in Christ. Hallelujah. One of the things that need to be, that will need to be revealed to you is contained in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. Those are one of the prayers we are going to pray. That Lord will open our eyes of understanding. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. 
What is the riches of the glory of inheritance? Please, can you give us amplified version of this scripture? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. We are laying the foundation of the fact that you have an inheritance in Christ. That inheritance is like a hidden thing. Because the Bible says that it is the glory of God to conceal a thing. It is the honor of men, of kings, to seek them out. This night, your mind will seek these things out. Hallelujah. But having the eyes of your heart flooded with light, so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you. And how rich is his glory inheritance in the saints he set apart once. Amen. Amen. All your inheritance in Christ Jesus, they are loaded in the word of God. And until they are revealed, they cannot be taken possession of. One of the things that you should also key into is that when you make God first in your life, you make him first. You have committed him to making you first. And one of the ways, how do you make God first in your life? Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. It's a very popular scripture, but it needs to be revealed for you to understand it very well. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall be added unto you. That means that in your agenda of life, you must have a target to seek first the kingdom of God. How you must take, apart from coming to church, apart from coming to midweek service, you must have a personal covenant with God. To, to seek his kingdom. How do you seek his kingdom? To reach out to lost ones. To bring them to, to the kingdom of God. When you begin to do that as a personal agenda, you begin to have a burden to pray for lost souls. You begin to carry a personal burden in your heart for the kingdom of God. You begin to identify with what God wants. You begin to seek his kingdom because God does not want anyone to perish. But he wants everyone to be saved. You have friends, they, on Sundays, they will be sleeping at home. Why? Because they have gone to nightclub on a Saturday night. You have people of the other faith. They don't know Jesus. In fact, they, to them, Jesus is accursed. You don't need to argue with them by engaging in any physical or combative argument with them. On your knees. On your knees, engage them. Pour out your heart to God. To bring these souls unto the kingdom of God. When you begin to do that, you have developed a personal partnership with the Lord God Almighty. That is unknown to other people. You have developed a rapport. You have identified with the heartbeat of the Almighty. You have made that to be your own personal relationship with him. You have built a relationship with God based on that kind of rapport. You have known that it is not only to pursue your business alone that should be your focus. Fine, you can pursue your business. But there's little you can achieve on your own. Because Jesus said that without me, you can do nothing. So when you have a personal covenant with God, that God, I want to identify with your kingdom. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a minister of the gospel. But on your own, because you are a child of God. And the kingdom of God, you belong to that kingdom. So you develop a personal covenant with God. That God, I am taking on these my friends who are not born again. I'm not going to engage them in fighting or argument. No. On his knees, a believer is invincible. On your knees, you win several battles. Recently, let me just share the uh, testimony with you as it concerns my personal life. When I started seeing some breakthrough in my personal work before, with God, number one, in my business, in the things that I do, I made a covenant with the Lord. 
How did I make that covenant? The Lord revealed a scripture to me. The same scripture we have always been reading. But like we said, you may read it, you may hear about it, but until it is revealed to you, your portion in it may not, may not manifest to you. And this scripture is contained in John chapter 11, verse 13. The Bible says that he came to his own. His own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the children of God. He came to his own. What does that mean? When I check that Bible up in Amplified Version of the Bible, John chapter 1, 11 to 13, he says he came to his own. He came to those people that belonged to him, but they rejected him. With God, nothing is impossible. Now, when I saw this scripture, he said he came to his own. His own received him not. I started thinking that he died for everyone, everybody, but the people have rejected him. That which belonged to him, they have rejected him. Then the Lord started giving me a burden. Start praying for them. Start praying for them. Where I'm going is this. The moment I align my own personal life to take on the burden of seeking the kingdom of God by praying for unsaved people, by not just bringing church members. You know, we Christians, we don't have to bring people who are already in church, who are already settled in their churches to bring them to our church. That is not evangelism. We need to tell ourselves the truth. We should reach out to people who are unchurched. People that you know that they don't come to church on Sundays because they have gone to nightclubs. Or people who don't believe in Christ at all, who have rejected him. Those are the kind of people we should reach out to. We should reach out to them. We should pray for them and then bring them to Christ. The, time, the moment I made that switch, and somebody will make it switch tonight. Hallelujah. I started seeing effortless breakthroughs in my business and in my career. Hallelujah. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. For you to emerge as a star in this year of manifestation, you must have a personal covenant with God to do business with him. The Bible said that seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All other things shall be added unto you. As you want to manifest, know that God also wants to manifest. Hallelujah. Amen. He wants to manifest in the lives of unsaved souls. And the way he's going to manifest is it will manifest through you. 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 And as he manifests, who is going to manifest next? You. Hallelujah. It is important to know that these are secrets that you need, they have to be revealed unto you. Say, Lord, reveal the scripture to me. Reveal to me the component of this scripture we talked about. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. When you make God your first, you have committed him to making you his first. Because the heartbeat of God is to win souls to his kingdom. It is the secret of God that makes stars in the kingdom. It is the secret of God revealed to you that will make you to be a star in his kingdom. What you see well through a revelation that God gives you, you handle well. What you see well, you handle well. When you see giving, when God reveals to you, giving, he reveals you to you by himself. You will not need any encouragement to give. You will not need any admonition to give. You will not think that the pastor is trying to manipulate you. No. Because that secret 
of, of that scripture has been revealed to you. Hallelujah. Amen. You handle well what is revealed to you. There are so many reasons why many in church today, they are frustrated. Many Christians are frustrated. Why? Because what they are expecting, they are not seeing it. They are frustrated. Why that frustration is like that is that you are reading the word. You are hearing the word. But the word has not been revealed to you. You are reading it. You are hearing it. But there's a secret behind the word that has not been revealed to you. Tonight, that frustration will be frustrated tonight because the Holy Spirit will begin to reveal things to you. Hallelujah. Let's open quickly as we begin to round up. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7. We speak the wisdom of God in mystery. The wisdom of God is spoken in mystery. Some of the mysteries of things that you are going to see tonight, they are going to be opened up to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the foundation unto the glory. How do you get revelation? How do you get the word revealed unto you? How? How do you have understanding of the scripture? How does the scripture move from reading level to hearing level unto revelational level? Because we remember that we said that you can only procure your inheritance when the will of God is revealed to you. So until it's revealed to you, it is not your own. So how then does it become revealed unto you? Revelation chapter 1 verse 10 and Revelation chapter, chapter 4 verses 1 and 2. I was in the spirit on the last day. The Holy Spirit, you must develop, you must renew your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Most of us, we are too activity conscious. It's good to do a lot of activity. But God loves quietness. He loves you to hear from him personally. And God, he likes to speak in the cool of the day. And the Holy Spirit is the one that will reveal to you. He says, I was in the spirit on the last day. I was in the spirit on the last day. The Bible says that the letter killeth, it is the spirit that giveth understanding. So some of us, we are here. We have been coming to church. We have actually not been truly baptized with the Holy Spirit. You see, let me tell you what the Holy Spirit does in your life as a child of God. A Christian without the Holy Spirit is like a train without a track. A Christian without the Holy Spirit is like a train without a track. A train without a track is going nowhere. You'll be making noise on the same, on the same spot because he has no track with which to move. So tonight... Some of us, we are going to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. We are going to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And if you have had that encounter with the Holy Spirit, you need to refire the Holy Spirit in your life. Hallelujah. I want us to begin to rise up on our feet. And we begin to start praying by asking Lord God Almighty, open my eyes of understanding. Holy Spirit, I've been in the flesh. I've been reading the scriptures. I've been hearing the scripture. But the scripture has not been revealed to me. It has not been revealed to me. The secrets, some of these hidden, hidden secrets in the word of God, they have not been revealed to me. When I read the word of God, I don't understand it well. I don't know how to use it. It's not manifesting in my life. My Christian life is getting frustrated. Tonight, that frustration will be frustrated in the name of Jesus. Begin to speak to him. Particularly the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit come into my life afresh. And if you have the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, refire my Christian life. 
Revive my Christian life. Remember what you said. A Christian without the Holy Spirit working in your life is like a train without a track. But you want to move. You want to move. You want to move from that spot to the next level. You have to manifest. You have to move. You have to have velocity. You have to have movement in your Christian life. You have to have movement in your business, in your career. You have to have movement. You have to move. You have to move from one level to another. You are tired of this same spot. You are tired of this same spot. Begin to speak to the Lord right now. The Holy Spirit, I need you in my life. I don't want to be a train without a track. Because a train without a track is going nowhere. It's going to be on the same spot. I am going somewhere because I have a covenant with this God. I have signed a personal covenant with God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all other things shall be added unto you. Do you want to enter into a personal covenant with the Lord? Do you truly want to manifest tonight your stardom to manifest? If you want it to manifest, enter into a covenant with the Lord. The Lord, I'm going to pray for my unsaved friends. I'm going to pray for that unsaved friends. Those my friends that have rejected Christ. Those are my friends that he says he came to his own. His own received him not. But as many as received him to them, he gave the power to become the sons of God. Begin to pray right now. Begin to pray right now. I need to move in my life. I need to manifest truly as a star. But for me to manifest, things must be revealed into my life. Oh, things must be revealed into my life. Oh, I want revelation, revelation, revelation. I want revelation right now. I want revelation. Reveal yourself to me afresh. Reveal my future to me. Reveal my career to me. Reveal the next thing I need to do unto me. Oh, I am just moving in one direction. I am tired of this position. I am tired of this position. Right now, oh Lord. Begin to speak right now. In Jesus' name. And if you are here, you need an invitation. You need a touch of the Holy Spirit right now. Begin to speak to the Lord. You can put up your hand. You can even come forward. If you need a touch of the Holy Spirit, you want the Holy Spirit to reveal Himself to you afresh. You want to have an encounter with the Spirit of the Lord God Almighty. You want to be like a train with a track. You want the Spirit of God to begin to reveal things unto you. Maybe you had an encounter with the Holy Spirit before, but the Holy Spirit is like as if He's dead in your Christian life. You cannot remember the last time you heard from God. You can't remember the last time God spoke to you. He wants to speak to you. The Lord wants to speak to you personally. He doesn't want you to enter into confusion because confusion is an affliction. Yes, we thank you for that hand, Lord. Thank you for that hand. Begin to speak to the Lord. Thank you, dear. Thank you, Lord. Begin to speak to the Lord. Lord, I want a touch from you. I need a touch from you. Oh, this year, 2020, I will truly manifest. But for me to manifest, oh God, I must do business with you, oh Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Lord, for that hand. Begin to speak to the Lord right now. In Jesus' name we pray. In case you are here, we should not take anything for granted. In case you are here, you have not truly made the Lord Jesus your personal Lord and your Savior. You have an opportunity tonight. He's a glorious God. He's a powerful Savior. He's a Father and He's a friend. He will take you on and He will save you. Jesus Christ is a powerful Savior. His power is limitless. His power is matchless. He says what he means and he means what he says. When he says, I will save you, I will save you to the uttermost. 
When he says, I will provide for you, it means I will provide you for, for the other moon. Have no fear whatsoever. Have no fear. I'm more than able to save you. Give your heart to him. He will do you good. He will do you great good. And your life will never be the same. Hallelujah to Jesus.